Welcome to the Go Hard Chick Podcast. This is your host, Crystal Holmes. And today I bring you episode 17, Managing Anger. In this episode, I am joined by Dr. Tiffany C. Pope, who is a licensed professional counselor, life coach, and consultant. I decided to do this episode this month because October, while it is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is super important, it is also World Mental Health Month. And I, in my personal life, I've been seeing, well, personal and professional, and life in general, I've just been seeing a lot of anger around me everywhere. And I don't know if it's because of COVID, that could be a big, a big part of it because we're just not living the lives that we're normally used to, but it also could just be anger stemming from issues from long ago. So I invited Dr. Pope on and, and she's the perfect guest. I just love her because she has a no nonsense way of looking at things. And she really helped me to understand anger, how to deal with anger in others and how to identify and deal with the anger within myself. So ladies, I really hope this episode helps you in your own life. Maybe you're dealing with some anger. Maybe someone close to you is dealing with some anger and it's, it's okay. I want everybody to understand that it is okay to acknowledge that in yourself and acknowledge that maybe you might need some, some therapy of your own. I want us to get past this stigma of thinking that, you know, you're crazy if you decide you want to get some therapy or some help. I kind of look at therapy now as like, almost like a life coach. It's almost a necessity. If you want to have a well-tuned machine, if you will, if you want to be able to operate and navigate the difficulties in life, because life, I mean, it is hard. There's no way around it. I think a therapist is an essential tool. So go hard chicks. Welcome to the go hard chick podcast. Go hard chick, Dr. Tiffany C. Pope. Welcome to the go hard chick podcast, Dr. Pope. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fabulous and I'm doing even more fabulous because you're joining me today. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. It's so great being here. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm super excited, even though this is probably a difficult topic for a lot of people, but I'm excited to kind of try to pull back the layers on a- anger. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, like when we spoke the other day, you know, I shared with you that I've been seeing increasingly just a lot of anger and not just, I mean, during COVID, yes, but even before COVID. And I got this idea, like, let's talk about that. Like, what can we do to manage our own anger? What can we do to help others with anger? Like, what can we do? How, what is going on with all this anger in the world? I know we've got so much going on to be angry about too. Um, (laughs) so I think, well, first of all, let me say, um, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor in Georgia and I have a private practice. It's called cultivating roots. 
And the ROOTS is spelled out. It's an acronym for um, Cultivating Relationship Outcomes and Opportunities to Transform the Self-Concept. So I work a lot with, um, you know, just having better relationships with people, um, living to be the best you, the best version of yourself. Um, a lot of the, the issues that I deal with are centered around anger, believe it or not. Um, sometimes it masks itself in other ways, the anger does. And so you do have to peel back the layers to figure out you know, what is actually going on here. Why is my life turning upside down? Or why do I feel like I don't have control over my life? And sometimes when you sit down and talk to someone about it, you realize that there's a lot of anger that you have built up, but then you peel even further and realize that in most of those cases, the anger is a secondary emotion. It's not the first thing that you felt. Um, there's a big difference between anger and aggression. And so first recognizing what anger is. Um, so when I say anger, when you hear the word anger, what do you think about? What comes to your mind? <laughs> Using myself as an example. Yeah, sure. Um for me, high levels of just irritation, <laughs> you know, frustration. And, and like you said, it, I may not necessarily direct it at the source at the time, but it may come out in other, in other ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yes, anger is a strong feeling of annoyance or irritation or displeasure, and it can be a strong feeling of hostility. Um, like I said before, anger is a lot of times a secondary emotion, meaning that it comes after something else. And if you can think back to times when you've been angry, a lot of times if you really sit and, and ponder what it was about that situation that caused your anger, you find that you're angry because someone said something that hurt your feelings. So after they hurt your feelings, you became angry with them. Or you may find that someone um, disrespected you. And so because you felt disrespected, then you become angry. So again, there's something else that came before the anger, typically. Um, it's okay to be angry. It's a natural feeling. Um, and so it's just that you have to learn when anger is a problem for you. And anger becomes a problem when it starts to negatively affect your life or when it starts to change your personality, if you're starting to act out in aggression, which is hostile or violent behavior towards someone else or toward things. Um, There's a difference between anger and aggression. Mm -hmm. What What is that difference? So <clears throat> the anger is the, is the feeling of the hostility and the feeling of the, the displeasure or the aggravation, the irritation, the aggression is the act, it's the behavior that's directed toward people or things. How do we keep from, I guess, how do we keep that anger from turning into aggression? Absolutely, yeah. You have to try to manage it. And that's what this whole conversation is about. Managing anger, if you think about um, just managing your finances, you know, how do you manage your finances? Just in general, how would one manage finances? Well, first you got to figure out, you know, come up with a plan, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, educate yourself, come up with a plan and, and be, I guess, dedicated and disciplined to 
you know, implement that plan every day. Mm -hmm. You, yeah, that's, that's very true. There's one missing step, which is the very first step. And it's identifying what the problem is. If you're managing your finances, you're saying, I don't want there to be a problem. So I first have to identify what my, what, what I'm doing. So with anger, you have to identify what it is. First things first, when someone says something and you get that little spark in you, (laughs) you got to stop and ask yourself, okay, Crystal, what's happening here? And when you go through and you process that, okay, so what happened was this person said this to me. Okay, this person said this. How did that make me feel? Well, it made me feel disrespected or unappreciated or uh, belittled or it made me feel sad or it made me feel hurt. Okay, so now that you've identified what happened versus said something to you and how that made you feel, then you've got to ask yourself further, well, why did that make you feel that way? So, and then if you think about it and you're putting things in perspective, a lot of the reasons why you feel this way about it is because whatever this person said or did goes against maybe one or many of your core values, right? So if you're a person who values respect, then it's going to anger you or make you feel disrespected when someone comes in and calls you out of your name or steps over you in line because that makes you feel disrespected. So when things go against your core values, your reaction is typically going to be I'm either hurt, I'm disappointed, I'm, I'm sad, I'm disre- disrespected, I'm angry now because I feel this. Um, you have to choose also what you're going to deal with. So once you ad- identify what the problem is and how it made you feel and you go back to why it made you feel that way, then you have to choose whether or not you're going to spend energy in it. And one of the things that I always talk about with my clients is I use an email analogy. Um And if you think about your email inbox, you get messages all day long. You might click on your email any given day, any given time of the day, and you may have over 100 or more emails in your box. And like I asked you before, can you control the emails that came into your box? You get advertisements. Now with um, voting coming up, you're getting all kinds of um, solicitation for, you know, which candidate you're going to vote for. Um, you're getting all types of sales ads. You're getting friend requests. You're getting product, um, just all kinds of stuff in your inbox. So when, and, But then you're also getting things that you need in your inbox, which would be things about work or uh, maybe there's a family situation that's going on and, and you got an email about it or if you're in school, something that's important. So when you look through your email inbox, it's like second nature to us. We look down that inbox and we say, I don't need this. I'm going to throw it away. Oh, this looks a little bit important. Let me click on it and see what it is. But then there are other things that you're like, I definitely need this. I was waiting on this information. So you can't control the information that comes into you, but you can control how you process that information and what you do with that information. Okay, so you mentioned like a scenario where someone may offend Mm -hmm. you and how to control Mm -hmm. that. How do you, I I guess not how do you deal with, but why, why would a person just walk around angry for no apparent reason? Well, it's not apparent to you. And it may not even be apparent to them. But again, remember at the beginning of the conversation, if someone, if something goes against your core values, 
um, or if there's a, there's usually another emotion that came before that, like deep seated hurt. Like take for example, um, you have people who you you see them just at the grocery store. I'm a people watcher too, so I may see people at the grocery store and I look. And I'm like, gosh, that you know, she really does have a scowl on her face. She would possibly be so angry about. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a real example. I was in a line at um, Publix at the pharmacy picking up a prescription. And they were getting ready. They weren't too far from closing, but there was a guy in front of me. And then there was a guy behind me. The guy behind me was an older gentleman. uh, And he was in one of those little um, motorized carts. So he comes up in the line and he's obviously agitated and irritated already. So he says something I let the guy in front of me go. We were in a different direction in the line. He says, how did you know he was there before you? And I looked at him and I said, because I've been standing here for a while. And I just said it just like that, because I mean, you're not bothering me. You asked me a question. I answered it. So he gets frustrated. And so the, his phone rings, he answers the phone. He's yelling at the people on the phone. Um, The guy behind him is kind of looking at him like, wow. So the, the pharmacist must've been taking a little bit too long. And when she finished helping that guy, like by the time she was finished helping the guy in front of me, the guy behind me says, oh, come on already. Can you just let me out of here? So I looked back, <laughs> I looked back at him and something in me in the, in the moment I was feeling like, listen, <laughs> listen, homie, let me check you right. But I didn't say anything. I looked at him again. And then by that time, the pharmacist says, you know, next in line. So I walked up to the line and he's, you know, just behind me huffing and puffing. And I was thinking to myself as the pharmacist was trying to find my order, I'm thinking, now what could be, what could possibly be wrong with him? So I know that, you know, he's in a, a one of the motorized carts. So that tells me that he's probably um, got some limitations. You know, maybe he can't stand very long. Maybe he's in pain. I don't know what he's here for. Okay, is that a reason to be angry at the pharmacist for taking a long time? No, but there's obviously something else in this man's life from before that had nothing to do with any of us in that public's line that made him angry. Whether it was he's used to being an independent person and you know used to getting around, and this was a new situation for him, so he's angry about that because he feels um, he feels like he's helpless. Maybe um, someone on the phone when he when the person called, he was yelling at them. So maybe they made him angry with something that they said. Maybe there was an argument going on. Maybe, you know, it's just all kinds of things you can think about that could be wrong with this guy. Well, that's his problem. So even though he was acting aggressively toward us in the lie, I had no reason to spend energy in what he was doing. So I had to choose what I wanted to spend my energy on. What he was giving out was information that I could not use. And so I dumped it out of my email. <laughs> I just, I just right. delete. <laughs> this didn't matter to me. Let me get my prescription and let me go about my business. See, that's the challenge. <laughs> and I, I share with you an incident I had in my work environment where I, I'm not proud of my behavior. <laughs> But I did, you know, there is someone that I have dealt with on more than one occasion. And this individual has been just nasty. Mm -hmm. And like, I've, I've 
I don't know what's wrong with her. I haven't, you know, I don't come at people nasty, you know, but I'm the type that if you just keep poking me, I, I'm going to respond eventually. So it was like one too many pokes and prods. And then I, I went there and I, I don't feel good about it. Like I didn't walk away like, yeah, you know, I feel bad. I shouldn't have stooped to that level, but you know, initially I, I gave mm-hmm. her grace, kind of like you did the mm-hmm. guy in line, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> I believe that there's something there going on that has nothing to do mm-hmm. with me. Um, but how, how do people that, and I don't know if she under, recognizes that she's always mm-hmm. angry. She's always nasty mm-hmm. to people. Um, how do we begin to try to deal with that and recognize that in ourselves? Well, that's a good question. Recognizing your triggers. So a lot of this has to do with self-awareness. What are your triggers? First of all, you look at what your values are. What do I value in life? If you go back to that situation that angered you um, about this woman, how did she make you feel with that initial interaction? If you could put a feeling word there, what would it be? I felt disrespected. You felt disrespected because there's something about what she did that went against your values. You value being nice to others, being kind. You value um, respect, mutual respect. And so for you, you could not understand why this woman was responding to you the way that she did and you had done nothing to her. So instead of thinking that she was acting angrily or acting aggressively toward you, put it in perspective. That situation, her behavior really and truly has nothing to do with you because you know you did nothing to her. Um, And so why do you internalize it as though she was disrespecting you? Right. And I say that, like my logical self says, she, whatever's going on with her really has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with me. But like you said, the reaction, you know, and I, you know, you got to have a thick skin in in life and a lot of this stuff, you Mm -hmm. know. (laughs) So I have put up with not only with her, but there, I mean, in life, you come across people like the guy Mm -hmm. at the grocery store that are disrespectful or will say things or do Mm -hmm. hurtful things. And you kind of just have to give them. But but there's Um, a difference also, though, in. So it's not, there's nothing wrong with you addressing when someone has disrespected you or done something to make you feel angry. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with you saying, hey, I don't like this. This is not okay. And dealing with that situation. And when you do that, when you say in an appropriate way, when you're communicating, you say, hey, you know, I feel this when you do this and I'd like you to do this. You're offering a solution to this problem. You're voicing that in the moment. And so you tend not to hold on to that. But it's when you feel like you're trying to be courteous and you're trying to, um, I can't say this, I can't do this. And okay, now you're starting to tiptoe so that frustration builds and that's making you, you know, that's making the anger worse. There are situations when you have to address when someone disrespects you, but it does not require that you become angry about it. I mean, at that point, I just lost all professionalism and I acted like I was like in the street 
via email though. You know, it's like, I don't care. You can, you know. So so some (laughs) of the things that I tell people, you know, first of all, recognize what your triggers are again, and your triggers are going to go along with what you value. So once you recognize those things that trigger you, then you have to think about things the way you would typically respond to those things um, and decide if they're healthy or not. And then if they're not healthy, then you have to decide on some healthier ways to respond. Um, I know a lot of times people say, well, when someone does something to you, it's easy to walk away or, you know, and again, there's, you you can't always walk away from a situation. Um, Sometimes you have to address it. So if you're going to address it, you have to think about how you're going to address it. What do you want this listener to hear? What do you want them to take away from this conversation that you're addressing it with them? Um, in that in that email exchange, it would have been a completely appropriate to maybe recognize um, that maybe there seems to be some um, some communication issues. Maybe we're not understanding each other. Um, I'm sensing a little hostility. But so let me clarify what I need to say or, or something like that, like you can address it in a professional way without it getting out of hand. But again, you have to decide how much energy do you want to spend? I'm all about protecting my peace (laughs) and and just not spending a whole lot of energy in things that, number one, I can't control. Um, Number two, really have nothing to do with me and, you know, really just aren't worth my time. So you have to decide what you're going to deal with. You have to decide whether or not you're going to get angry at something. If this is something, if someone has triggered you to feeling disrespected, hurt, sad, whatever, and you start to feel angry about that, then you have a choice in whether or not you're going to allow that anger to fester or if you're going to speak up about it and then let it go. Um, I always say, what what good is holding on to this situation doing for you? If it's not helping you, why do you need it? Well, you said fester. And I mean, if I'm honest with myself and everybody (laughs) else is listening, um, When I reacted to her, it wasn't just about her. I, 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 If I recall correctly, it had been like a rough couple of weeks. And I probably was stressed out and angry at my, you know, myself mm-hmm. about some things. And so then when the interaction happened with her, I, I think I, if I recall correctly, my little brain was just like, okay, that's it. I'm not mm-hmm. taking this no more. Like, and so she got the, not only the reaction to what she had said, but, you know, all the built up, mm-hmm. pent up, mm-hmm. you know, anger I may have had from right. the last two weeks. So there are times when I, you know, I realize that I, maybe I'm being a little bit short tempered um, after I've had a stressful week or so. Um, and so again, remember I said, being self-aware. You talk about knowing yourself. So you know that if you've had a lot of stuff going on and now you recognize that, gosh, I've been feeling tightly wound for the past couple of days. Let me try to figure out what's happening here. This is not like me. You're self-aware. You recognize that there's something just not quite right going on. And then you start to think about what things happened over your week and how they made you feel. And, you know, what was it about it that was so stressful? Have you had time for self-care? Have you had um, an opportunity to just breathe or go outside or um, relax or do something just mindless. If not, then, okay, maybe this is a me problem and not a you problem. So I won't internalize what you say to me. Um, 
So this is all about stress management too. I find sometimes like I'm carrying stress that may turn into anger or maybe it is just mm-hmm. plain old anger from day to day, situation to situation. And I can't really let it out in the professional yeah. environment, right? But I may get home and my daughter might say, mom, can I get another cookie? And then I just go off. It's not at all about the cookie. So, I mean, I've, I've gotten better, but how can we like manage? I mean, because obviously we can't go off on folks in the professional environment and we really shouldn't be going off on our family. But a lot of times you got that you know, built up anger or frustration, stress or whatever. And you get home and you take it out on Mm -hmm. those closest to you. So sometimes you can set up parameters with the people closest to you. And that is, okay, look, when I've had a hard day, well, first of all, when I come home from work every day, give me at least 15 minutes to just decompress. I just need to sit for 15 minutes and then we can start the day, (laughs) the family day. Um, sometimes you need that. If you have a spouse or you have a partner, then you can, you and that partner can say, okay, when we get off work, we're going to spend um, 10 minutes. You get five minutes to tell me about your day. I get five minutes to tell you about my day. We talk about all those things that made us angry. And then after that, we've gotten it all out. Now I just want to relax. I just want to you know, have dinner and watch a movie or whatever you're going to do. Um, so you do need to talk about these things as they happen, because when they are just in your head, they don't have anywhere to go. Those thoughts don't have anywhere to go. And so you find yourself compiling more and more on it every day. And so that's when it builds up to be this explosion in a sense on something that's really very minor. So if you don't have someone to talk to, sometimes journaling can help if you write it out, or if you just um, use your recorder on your phone, just to kind of talk about how your day was and, and what you were feeling over the day. What did you do well? You know, what did you think you could have used uh, a little bit more time on or something like that? Again, just to get these thoughts out of your head. Um, and you have to remember to, to really and truly treat yourself well. You know, we are not robots. We can't just work, work, work or be heroes at the home or heroes for our friends and family. We have feelings too. Strong people are, are leaned on a lot. Because everybody feels like, oh, you can handle it. You're so strong. You're always doing this and you're always doing Strong people have feelings too. And so you can't shoulder everyone else's responsibilities or, or their issues um, and your own. So you have to know when to walk away. You have to know when to just take breaks or just recognize when you're overwhelmed. And when you are feeling overwhelmed, say it. Because it's okay. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's just not okay for you to, to take it out on other people. Um, so I always tell people it's okay to not be okay. And that's very true. If you don't speak up, no one knows. And so they continue to pile stuff on you at work. Your boss comes in and he's like, Hey, I got five more cases for you to take. And you, if you're doing everything and, and even though you're stressed out, you're managing it and making it look really good. Your boss has no way to know that you're overwhelmed until you say, Hey, I've already got 20 cases on my desk. I'm I'm way behind on these. You know, can we just hold off on these other five cases until da-da-da? He doesn't know that you're overwhelmed because he doesn't know what your your load is. He knows he keeps piling stuff on, but he he doesn't really 
No, and in some cases may not even care <laughs> how busy you are. So you have to speak up for yourself and say, I can't do any more right now. That, that's something I recently learned. Great example. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was feeling that way at work mm -hmm. and I had to say, look, I, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I'm, you know, and I, if I'm that overwhelmed, then my work product is not going to be great. Absolutely. It's not going to be great Absolutely. at all. It's going to be pretty bad. You know, so I, I guess you could use that same thought and analogy in, in your personal life too. If you're got too much going on and you're overwhelmed, you're not going to, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be great as a mom. Mm -hmm. So I have to like, take some steps back and just practice mm -hmm. self-care, like you said. Now, there's also, wow. you know, we're talking about anger in the workplace a lot and, and anger with family and friends or whatever, personal relationships. But the anger that we're seeing a lot of right now is, you know, social unrest and, you know, politics and all of that. And I have, you know, when my clients come and we're talking about things and they're just like, I'm just so unsettled because, you know, this is happening and that is happening. And I always say, OK, how much TV are you watching? How much news are you paying attention to? Get off of social media, you know, for a while. Or if you're not going to get off of it, limit how much time you're spending and what you're looking at. Um, during this this uh, pandemic, we've only been able to really rely on social media to stay connected with a lot of our loved ones in the outside world. Um, and so we've gotten a lot of us have gotten stuck on social media. And we're seeing all these things that are going on in the world. Um, we're seeing things that are going on with our friends and family. And we know that everybody has two separate lives when they're on social media, right? You have your real life and you have social media life. Media life is not a, at all what real life is like. Um, so you have to put that in perspective and choose what you're getting angry about, even on social media. If you find yourself constantly angry, from looking at social media, get off of social media or change the groups that you're paying attention to. Change the way your news feed comes in on social media. You have that option to do. Um, you can give yourself a time limit on how long you're going to spend on social media. And then after you get off social media, what you're going to do with the rest of your time, be productive, do something that makes you feel good. Um, but if you sit there in all of the chaos that's going on, you're bound to be angry all the time. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of that. And I think a lot of people feel mm -hmm. like powerless. Like we're kind of stuck in the house, can't really get out. And then you see all this stuff going around and you might feel like you can't. Right. What can you do? What can you do? You know, you have yeah. no power. And yeah, that could absolutely. create anger. Because again, that goes against your, your something that you value. You know, you value being able to have a choice. You value being able to have a voice. And so when you feel like you don't have a voice, you feel powerless and then you become angry. And so how can you have a voice? There are so many ways that you can have a voice. You don't have to be out in the streets protesting or, you know, any of that. But you can be volunteering. You can vote. You know, there are a lot of lots of things that you can do to have a voice. But you also have to recognize that there are certain situations that you alone cannot control. You can't change it by yourself. You have to be a part of the larger group that's going to change it. But it doesn't happen overnight. And so we get angry and frustrated over those things that we cannot control. 
we have to pull back from that and realize this is something that's outside of my control. A lot of that is fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fear. Again, that's a feeling that drives that other, that secondary emotion of anger. I'm afraid. And so now my guard is up. Now I, I need to protect myself. So in protecting myself, I've got to get angry. I can't let you cross that line with me. So it's a defense mechanism in a lot of cases. If you're always angry, then certain people, you know, you have this idea, well, this person's always angry. I'm not going to approach them because, you know, I don't want them to be hostile or I don't want to feel their wrath or whatever. So it can be a, a barrier for people. It's that wall that they put up because they don't want anybody to enter because, again, it goes back to someone hurt them or someone did something to disappoint them or what have you. And so they choose not to let that happen again. So they're always angry about it. I'm not going to let you get in my space. I'm not going to let that happen to me again. Gosh, that's mm-hmm. that's a good point. Absolutely. Like a defense mechanism. Absolutely. Mm. So a lot of times you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. And like I said, what I did with the guy in the store, I kind of thought about all the possible things that could be going on in his life. And part of me, you know, instead of feeling anger for him, I felt empathy for him. You know, even though his behavior was hostile, um, it was aggressive. I wasn't going to give him the satisfaction of making me change who I was. Um, and so I, I, I just kind of realized, you know, this man probably has a lot going on. And I'm thankful for the stuff that I don't have going on in my life. So I can be in a, a place of peace. I can be happy. But I don't know what this man is struggling with. So I'm not going to take his words uh, as anything against me. Now you said you mm-hmm. said you didn't want to give him the satisfaction. Do you think? Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious. You think angry people like like him or some of these others? Do you think they want an angry reaction back? Absolutely, misery loves company. I'm angry, so I want you to be angry too. Mm. What do you have to be happy about? I'm not happy. So because I'm not happy, I don't, I, why are you smiling? <laughs> yeah, they absolutely want you to be angry with them. I see. Because see, in my mind, <laughs> in my email exchange, <laughs> I wasn't really, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you, you know. And she could have been thinking, yes. yeah, let's tussle. Yeah, absolutely. You because know? it validates what she's already thinking, that she's, life sucks. Everything is bad. You know, this, I don't want to deal with this. So when you react back in anger, then you're feeding into her negative emotions. So you, you actually justify her being angry. And maybe I'm wrong about this and I'm I probably am, but part of me felt like I have got to say something to her. That may not be the best thing to say, but and I what did you get out of that? What down. what happened out of that? Did it shut her down? Well, it, <laughs> it didn't shut her. Down. Well, <laughs> yeah. it really didn't shut her down. But I felt like I need to show you mm-hmm. who you're dealing with. Right. You're not going right. to fuck me. That's how I. But felt. it didn't shut her down. So, so what did what? I mean, no. you spent energy being angry about this situation. And you reacted in anger, which takes energy, and nothing happened. 
It didn't change anything. So that's right. energy that you could have spent on something else that was more pleasing. <laughs> I know you're right, Dr. Cope. <laughs> you just need it. Look, we all get angry. It, like I said, it is okay to be angry. It's your response and the anger, though. Do you, you made a choice. You chose to exert energy in that. And you so you did what you needed to do in the moment. And now looking back, you realize that it didn't make you necessarily feel any better because of the way you went about doing it. But in the moment, you needed to say something. So that's what you did. So be okay with that. Like, don't hold on to that. After you've done it and you recognize, gosh, that really didn't make me feel any better. Okay, well, lesson learned. You know, we'll move forward. Trash it. That's no longer information that you need. Right. And and one thing I real I realize, you know, I guess mm-hmm. you gotta count to ten, count to five. <laughs> I didn't count, I just reacted. But a- after the dust settled, if you will, I I was I thought, okay, mm. I probably need to come off this case because mm. now I don't want it to be a situation where I'm doing things mm-hmm. in this case just to screw with her. And she's doing mm-hmm. things in the case just to screw with me and it not be about doing what's it best does. for the client. The if that makes sense. Right. I didn't want to harm. Right. You know, I didn't want to harm my client by remaining on this case, knowing even though I could probably set it aside, I don't know that she could. So then I thought, okay, great, Crystal. Now you may have in order to save your client and do what's best for your client. So she gets the best result. You may just have to, come off of this? Um, I would say that that would be avoiding avoiding conflict. And that's not particularly helpful either. There's a way that you can manage your emotions when it comes to this by sticking just to the facts, not worrying about how she's responding to you. So in other words, if you're not interpreting the information that she's giving, if you're not spending time to say, gosh, did she mean this in that comment or this, her tone sounds really nasty. Don't focus on the emotional part of it. Focus on the facts. What's being said? What do I need in this? And just stick to the case. Um, It will work itself out because you're not going to always be able to get off of cases because, you know, of, of hostility between the attorneys or the, the people involved or whatever. so you have to learn to manage that. And I didn't. I made the decision. Mm-hmm. I did not come off the case. Mm-hmm. Oh. But she did. Good. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> maybe your response did work. And so I don't know, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't know if it was because of me. I don't, you know, it could be any reason. But um, that was a big concern of mine. Like, you know. But like you said, maybe I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to deal with the conflict. Yeah. And not so avoid it. Day. And, you know, in the workplace, your boss makes you angry. You can't just leave because you're angry. You have to learn to deal with it. And it's a, you just have to take that emotional piece out of it. Um, or you if you so you can take the emotional piece out of it, but you can also speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself and say, hey, this is not OK. You know, I don't appreciate being treated this way or what have you. Um, but once you dealt with it, 
don't get hung up on the emotion. How dare he, you know, come to me and say this to me? We get caught up in that. We get caught up in, I can't believe he said this. Or, I can't believe she did this. Or can you believe the tone that they use with me? Or she did it in front of this person and that person. Take that piece out of it because that's not helpful. So you have a situation. You realize what happened in the situation. You realize how you handled yourself in that situation. Good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Be okay with the fact that you handled it. But I think you're right. Like we get so caught up in, even though this was a while ago, I'm still talking yeah. about this. But I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure that it's <laughs> that now the anger is with her, or now the anger is with you for responding to her. So are you right. disappointed in yourself for the way for her for allowing her to kind of take you there, um, and now you're holding some anger? with you yeah i i would say that's probably mm -hmm. fair so say. now you have to work on forgiving yourself for allowing her to take you down that road yep right yeah. right <laughs> gosh this is some this is some good stuff i have some work to do <laughs> And I don't necessarily consider myself an angry person, but maybe those no, around no. me may differ, you know, but I, I, I mean, you know, I do see myself carrying anger at times about different things and not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out in other scenarios. Yeah. And so it's that buildup. So you have to start to deal with it while it's fresh. If not, you're going to, I say, stew and brew, you're going to stew and brew over it for days, weeks, months, years. And now everything that happens is tied to that particular thing that made you angry. It takes energy to stew and brew over stuff. Like, I mean, when you think about it, you're kind of walking around with this, your face muscles are tense. Your, your body is tense. You're thinking about the, the disrespect or the, the, um, the hostility or whatever it was that happened years ago, months ago, weeks ago, days ago, hours ago, but you're still reeling about it. Your body is reacting to that. Your blood pressure is elevated. You have tension headaches. Um, you can't seem to sleep. So you're restless. You just aren't comfortable. Why? For what reason? What good is that doing you? It's definitely not affecting the other person that you're angry with. Well, the other person probably at that point is not even thinking about Absolutely. you, is my guess. So, but how do we, like for people that may be carrying anger from years ago, for example, and they're walking around tense and they, and they might not even really be able to point to what it is that made them angry, or maybe they can. Like, how did they begin to, I guess, deal with that and peel those layers Talk off to a and get to the core. Talk to a professional. That's the best advice I can give because it can get really heavy to, to go back in time and assess where the anger is coming from. Um, and it can be a lot to handle. I would even say, you know, if you're finding yourself right now, just feeling like you're so tightly wound all the time, you just you know, or you've got some health challenges that are popping up and you don't really know why, find somebody to talk to about it because you might dig down and see that 
you know, you've been carrying some baggage for years that you need to unpack. And health challenges and different mm-hmm. things like that. I guess the stress of that can absolutely cause and trigger. Absolutely. Other I, you know, we have a lot of um, older clients who are coming in now for anxiety and um, they're not you know, like, I just, I've never experienced this before. I don't know where this is coming from. And, you know, my doctor says I need to talk to somebody, but I'm not sure, you know, what it is. And when we start talking, we realize that the anxiety has stemmed from some things that have happened in the past that have that caused you anger and you haven't dealt with it. And so now it's festered into so many other things. You've tried to protect yourself for so long. And after a while, your body just says, I've had enough. Your brain says, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. And so it starts to, you start to see it manifest itself in other ways like anxiety and depression. So it's really important to be self-aware and notice when your behavior is changing. Um, Going back to when was I, when was the last time I was the best version of myself? And then what happened since that time that has caused me to be where I am today? And, you know, in the Black community, we don't, we're getting, we're now accepting therapy a little bit more, but there's still this stigma of, I don't need anybody to fix my situation. It's not about, therapy isn't about somebody coming in and fixing your situation or being in your business. Therapy is really and truly just a way for you to talk to an unbiased person about what's going on with you. And our, our main goal is to help you learn to be the best version of yourself. I always tell my clients when they come through the door, my job is to work myself out of a job. And what I mean by that is I don't, I'm not going to see you for years and years and years of the same thing. And you're not making any progress. That's not my goal. I want to see you learn to handle your situations in an appropriate way. I want to see you um, manage your anger or manage your stress or manage your anxiety or depression. Um, And so most of my clients come to me and it's more like sitting and talking to a, a good friend who's not going to bring it up in, you know, later on in conversation, who's not going to hold anything against you that you've said. Um, so I think that we have to stop putting that stigma on therapy. We get more of our loved ones can reach out right. and get it. And then another issue I see is sometimes, especially in our community, we don't want to Absolutely. admit that there is admitting that something's wrong. <laughs> Nobody wants it to be wrong. Um, but again, right. this isn't something that is, it's, it's okay to be, to have issues, but when are you going to, when are you going to let those issues be behind you? You know, we keep, uh, I think that when we refuse to talk about things or refuse to get help, but then these things are still negatively impacting our lives. Number one, some people like to use it as a, a means of validation. So it gives me permission to be angry because I, I've had, you don't know what I've been through in my life. So that, that gives you a, an excuse yes. to, to be nasty to people or to hurt people. Um, but I always say you can't drive a car forward if you have it in reverse. Makes sense, right? So while you're looking behind you, right. or while you've got all these things that are behind you, they happened in your past, that you can't go back and turn back the hands of time. You can't change it. You can deal with the fact that it happened, 
You can choose to forgive or not to forgive. And then you can put that car in forward and, and drive and, and move forward. Um, but if you're refusing to do that, then it's not okay for you to take out your anger and frustration on other people in your life because they didn't have anything to do with what happened to you earlier in life. And even if they did, you have to work on forgiveness. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the classic. You don't know what I've been through. Like that yeah. line of speaking. And, and then and they're thought. angry because you didn't yes. go through what they went through or they assume you didn't go through what they went through. Um, yeah, well, absolutely. Jealousy. Because they, mm-hmm. even though they may not have any clue mm-hmm. what you've been through, but they assume based off of what they see on the outside that, you know, right. you, you didn't go right. through what I, Absolutely. you didn't have any struggles, yeah. you know. So again, that, that jealousy leads to anger. So now I'm going to take it out on everybody. Because it wasn't fair for you to have a good life and for me not to have a good life. As if that was something that you could have controlled, you know. Right. Um, so you just have to be self-aware and you have to choose um, what you're going to spend your energy on. Remember that happiness is a choice. You can choose to let things bother you and create that atmosphere of constant anger, constant aggressive behavior. Or you can choose to um, have empathy for others speak up for yourself and just kind of let things go. It's not worth being angry about. And if you look at your anger, it doesn't solve anything. Like it's okay to be angry. Yes. But if you're going to spend energy on the anger, is it solving anything? What is the outcome? What are you getting out of being angry? You, you may be getting the satisfaction of holding a grudge over somebody, but I can assure you the person that you're holding a grudge with does not care. And that's right. I mean, I have to remind myself of what you said all the time, that happiness is a choice. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like a certain person that's going to make you happy. It, it is a choice. Well, Dr. Pope, this this was so <laughs> good. I, like I could keep talking for hours. Yeah. I just feel like there are so many layers to this. Um, and you, but you were extremely helpful <laughs> I hope so. to me and I'm sure the listeners. Yeah. I mean, there's so much going on in this world at this time. And I think a lot of us are just dealing with anger and frustration. So I sincerely help. I mean, I sincerely appreciate you. all of your Thank tips you. and help. Thank you. Now, if the listeners want to reach out to you or Tiffany Pope dot wixsite.com slash cultivating roots. Um, you can also look me up on psychology today and you can just look me up by name, Tiffany Pope. Um, and I, the number to call the office is 706-231-2008. Thank well, you for you having me. I've really so enjoyed much, this. Pope. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it, Go Hard Chicks. Another great episode, this time with Dr. Tiffany C. Pope. Go Hard Chicks and Go Hard Gentlemen, who may be listening. Dr. Pope is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. So 
If you are in need of a counselor, please reach out to Dr. Pope. And I I really want to stress, not only because this is, you know, October is World Mental Health Month. I really want to stress that mental health is really important. You can have the best clothes. You can have the most fabulous shoes. Your hair could be laid. You could have the great car. You could have the, the most fabulous body. But if your mental health, if your mind isn't right, you're not complete. So it's okay. We got to get past the stigma of, you know, if I, if, I, if I go talk to somebody, then that means I'm crazy. Stop it. We got to stop. A therapist, a counselor, that is all part of the package. That's how I look at it now. It's part of my team. It's part of your team. So go hard, chicks. Go hard, gentlemen. If you need to talk to someone, I encourage you to do so. That's the whole point of this podcast. We're working towards better wellness for ourselves. Once again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review because that really helps me to get folks on like Dr. Pope. Thank you for listening, Go Hard Chicks. Take care.